Welcome back, everybody, to the latest edition. Uh, it's been a minute, but we're back. Latest edition of the Tigers Today podcast, June 15th, 2023. I'm Tony Paul with the Detroit News, joined from Minneapolis, where the air is beautiful. This time of year. Chris McCoskey joining me from Minnesota. More air quality issues as they're trying to get this series underway, eh, Chris? Yeah, I feel like the uh, Canadian wildfires are following me around. It felt like I was in Philadelphia again burning my eyes i've kind of been out there today so maybe it's better today yeah. fingers crossed yeah it's crazy yeah they said uh, i was looking yesterday they said this is some of the worst air quality minneapolis has ever seen obviously you're coming yeah, it's, it was ugly it was smoggy i felt like it was in la you know how that smog falls right. down on the on the city just shrouds it that's how um, it felt here so bizarre so bizarre well they got a series in minnesota uh go, coming up um they'll try to get that in um Tigers, uh, since the last time we talked, uh, last time we talked, the Tigers were closing in on 500 and uh, not anymore. Uh, they're 27 and 39, losers of 11 of their last 12. They just dropped a doubleheader to the Braves uh, yesterday. And I guess, you know, last time we talked, and, and, and we've both kind of said this, um, they got close to 500. It was fun to watch, um, but I don't. I don't think you or I really believe that, you know, I mean, there was a lot of talk on the radio when they got close to 500. Oh, they might contend. It's a terrible division. My argument then was the, yeah, it was fun to watch, but the margin for error for this team, if you really looked at the numbers, was so razor thin. They, they, you know, even when they were one game under 500, their run differential was way in the negative. They were like winning, you know, an absurd amount of one run games. They were winning all, most of their extra inning games. They were living on the edge and they were maybe an injury or two from things getting really, really bad. And and I think that's what we've kind of seen. Eduardo Rodriguez goes down. Riley Green goes down. And uh, they're kind of where they are, where maybe now they're where I think you and I both thought they probably would be at this point in the season. I mean, when you, when you have to mix and match every night and you have to look for and exploit matchups, you know, to get an offense that can score three runs a game, you know, that's you are living on a razor's edge. Um, but it was a shame because they, they were playing inspired baseball. It was right. fun to watch the matchups. It was fun to watch the mix and match. And then in one day, you lose your best pitcher and your best hitter. Bam. And you look at it now, there's a whole starting rotation on the injured list. I mean, it's incredible how thin and how quickly it got thin, the, the pitching staff. And what we're going to start seeing now is 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 the, uh, the trickle down from that because the bullpen has been – I mean, think about it. This series – they play four games against the Twins. Potentially, they could kit within two games of the Twins, right, if they sweep. Right. But they're going to have two bullpen games in this series. Yeah. And there's nobody that they can say, well, bring somebody up. Well, there's nobody. Yeah. We're looking at we're looking at like Brennan Hanafi or Zach Logue to come up and maybe get through three innings. And that's that's not any different than a bullpen game. Right. So it's it's really spread thin. Um, the guys that 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 have to have had to help carry the load haven't. You know, Lorenzen's had a couple bad starts in a row. Um, Matt has one good. Matt Boyd has one good one, one bad one. He's on. A, he's on a pace to get a good one tonight. Though, so okay. we'll see what happens there. But it's too thin, man. It's it's. There's not much they can do. Yeah, I mean the roster was thin to begin with. Uh, it, it is well, not really. I mean, no, when no. you look at the starting pitching depth, they've already gone through Manning, Scooball, no, no, yeah. Erod, Turnbull, and Fido. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot of depth. That's that's twelve deep. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, well, it's it's twelve it's twelve deep, but the depth isn't necessarily all that 
great just because you have depth. I don't know. I, I don't see it being all that deep after the main guys. That's what I'm saying. And I think they're at that point. Look right around now. the league. There's not, you can't get 12 quality. No, and I'm, no, and I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm, I'm, you know, I was happy with where they wrote We talked about that. I was happy with where their rotation was if healthy. Uh, after that, um, you know, then, you know, then there's problem. And I think that's, that's what you're seeing now. And like you said, there isn't anything, you know, people want to, you know, just say, bring up whoever. And like you said, there's just no one to bring up. Uh, it's and the so- other thing too, Tony, Tony, the other thing too, is like everybody says, well, go get somebody. Well, yeah. how much resources yeah. are you going to want to burn that's for, for in a year that you know, you're not, even, even if you like sneak in, say you're out, you're done and you're done in the wild card route. Right. Or, or you're done in the first round when you if you if you sneak out a division, which is not going to happen. Right. So you don't want to expend a lot of resources this year and, 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 you know, set yourself back that way. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, I never I never thought that that was realistic. Um, and nor when people were saying that, go get somebody. I mean, it's June. It's June 15th, you know. It's, you know, if you go get somebody, even if you were to go get somebody now, then you're setting the market and you're probably going crazy overpaying for a piece that, you know, isn't going to help you. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're going the other way. They're going to sell That's a contender. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, they weren't a contender when they, they were fun, but they're not a contender and they weren't a contender when they were a game under 500, even though the division is God awful. Um, and, And I think you have to keep things in perspective. And I think it, things got a little bit blown out of proportion here got really close so they're going to be sellers they're going to be sellers in a couple weeks and that's that's the uh and that's this this is a no win for them too they have to trade eduardo rodriguez he's hurt now they got to trade him even because of the opt-out they weren't going to get top value for him back exactly and now it's going to be less right it's going to be less they're gonna have to take less no and that's what when you know when and, and of course you know you know sports talk radio loves to dominate the conversation you know, on all topics sports related in this. You know what? You don't have to listen, though, Tony. This yeah. is the thing about talk radio. You never have to turn that on. I know, but I life love is to, a better I, place. I love without to be it. miserable. I love to be miserable. I have done pretty well ever since. Ever since the Tigers have fallen off the path lately, I haven't. So I guess maybe that's helped with my mental state of mind. Um, <laughs> I but, haven't listened to that decades. <laughs> but uh, no, but that, that, that was the thing. It's like, oh, you got to trade him. You got to trade him. Well. You know, they were in a no-win situation with Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, because like you said. Still are. Trade, yeah, exactly. If they trade him, they don't, they're not going to get what they think because, you know, baseball for the last decade has has gone in this shift and then teams don't overpay for rentals. And that's what he nope. is going to be. Is 100%. Rent- He's absolutely going to opt out. And now, and then if you keep him, of course, you, you don't get anything for him because he opts out. The only thing they could have done – uh, the only the only thing the only good scenario for the Tigers involving Rodriguez would be if somehow they were to convince him to sign an extension, and then they'd have the flexibility to do to trade him or keep him, and then it works out. But that's not going to happen. That's, but that's but that's expensive too. I mean, he, he's going to look at doubling the fourteen million a year he's getting now, right? right? And is that the guy you want to tie? You know, tie your you know your future to basically maybe maybe not you know, but uh, I'm not sure that Scott Harris sees it that way. Um, no, so, so they're in a tough position there. Um, but, uh, um, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it'll be interesting to see, uh, and then he's hurt. And then, well, I mean, let's get into that. I mean, obviously that's the big thing. Uh, he's out, uh, a lot of people are out, <laughs> uh, but obviously him and, and Riley green were the huge, uh, blows to this team. And I guess where yeah, got, the optimistic part of this is, is Manning and Scuba are coming back soon. Right. I think by the end of this month, 
beginning of July, Manning and Scoobler are back in the rotation, and that's going to be massive, especially Scoobler. You know, getting him back and he's healthy and he looks like and he he looks like a beast right now. So that's going to be really exciting when he comes back. I don't know how far out of it they're going to be, but they need to get him back. And that will facilitate a lot of other things that they can do going forward there. Um, maybe maybe they can trade Lorenzen. You know, he's on a one-year deal. I don't know if he's how much interest there is in him. Or even Matt Boyd, you know, one-year deal. Um, the, the bullpen guys, Lang, Foley, they're going to have some market. Vest, he's, Vest's name has come up a few times. So you start gutting that too. It's, it's just, you know, when, when Manning and Scoob will come back, guys like Fido and, I don't know, maybe maybe Wentz, not Wentz, but maybe Olsen, maybe they go to the bullpen. You know, maybe Wentz goes back to Toledo, you know, and, and, and tries to work some things out down there. There's just there's going to be a lot of moving parts in the next four weeks. Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> where does uh where does Rodriguez stand injury wise? By the way, as far as possibly coming back, he's doing. Uh, he's kind of intensified his throwing. He's still not throwing off a mound though, so it's still going to be a ways away. He's going to need to do a rehab start or two as well. Um, and he's not even to the point where he's throwing off a mound bullpen wise. So. That's going to be a minute. I think he's going to be early into end of July um, before we see him, and that's you know he's going to make a run for the trade deadline. You know, <laughs> kind of show show what he is go up to the trade deadline. And, and Riley Riley and Badu, we don't even talk about Kill Badu. That was a, he was starting to find was, a niche for himself was, too. Yeah. Those two guys are still. I mean, they were they were both. You know, when they got hurt, it was minimum six weeks. I think Badu's further along. He looks like he's moving pretty good, but that's a quad injury, so they're gonna they're gonna go real slow with him. And they're not so that we're looking into July for those two too. So we gotta just kind of bite the bullet here for the next few weeks. Fun for you. No, fun for all of us. We're all in this together. Come on now. Uh, it's, it's golf season for me, pal. <laughs> I've shifted my focus. <laughs> wow. Bailed out. Uh, bailed out. Golf is, uh, golf is my summer thing. I, I mean, but, but here's the thing. Like, uh, you know, I was, I was into watching this team. I mean, at least they were keeping your attention, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and to a certain extent, I think they still are. There's still players on this team that I think you are interested in. And again, for me, that was one of the big things coming into this season was I wanted to see some things that would keep my interest. And obviously when they got to a game within 500 and they were winning the close games and they were hitting the pinch hit home runs and AJ Hinch was pulling all the right moves, it was fun. But there's still guys, I think, that you that you are interested um, in watching. And I and I think that that's that's, you know, in itself, I think that's a step forward, even with all the injuries, there's still guys on this team that I think are worth watching. I still like, I, I think, still, I think Torkelson is kind of stepping into that category right now. He's yeah. kind of finding himself a little bit. He's, he's having much better at bats and you're starting to see him lift some balls and drive some balls out. Um, the, I, aggressiveness, I like watching. the aggressiveness, I think with his approach is the yeah. big improvement. I mean, he's, he's, he's not just sitting back in that batter's box right now. He's, he's, he's looking to attack. No, he knows what he what he can attack. That's the difference. He knows which pitches he can attack, and he's not he's he's not being shy about it. Not not waiting for the perfect counter, the perfect whatever. He's right. he knows what pitches he can hit, and he's going he's going he's attacking them, like you said. And by um, the way, and by the way, and, and you know, and this is going to sound like oh, who cares? But his OPS yesterday went 
got into the 700s for the first time. And I know that's, 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 that's a big deal. This, this was in the yeah. fives not that long ago. No, he's gotta be, he's gotta be pushing 800. That's, that's where he's got to get to. And he's, and he's, but just getting into the sevens is, is where he was. Progress. It, that yeah, progress. progress. And with him, 100%. you know, because obviously he came in this season with a little bit of, you know, there was some definite eyeballs on him, given that yeah, last year was by most accounts a disaster. And uh, but yet he's still young and, you know, and still working his way up. You wanted to see progress from him. And I think absolutely you're seeing yeah. progress from him. Yep. And then he's and his at bats are fun. And I think right. I'm trying to go down. I mean, Zach, Zach McKinstry is a dirtbag, man. He's a ball player. He, he does a lot of things to help you win games. You know, he's not going to hit 300 like he was in, in May, but he he does a lot of good things, man. It's fun to watch him play. It's amazing how they can just put him anywhere in the field, and he just looks comfortable. He just plays the game. Um, a fun watch there. You know, and when Riley gets back, I mean, that that's it's, – it's, it's just heartbreaking that Riley went down again because he was really taking – putting the team on his back. You know, he was I mean, the he, catalyst of everything that went right in May. I mean, he could have been – he could have been – AL player of the month in May. I mean, he well, was, I voted for him. I yeah. guess they just shunned my vote, took it right away. <laughs> he was, uh, he was, I mean, he was just on fire. And uh, I mean, just so much fun to watch what he can do. And, uh, you know, that hurts, you know, to watch, to watch him, to watch him go down. But again, you saw the progress. And, and I think that that's, you know, I, you know, look, fans are pissed because this rebuild's taking a while. I get it. But, you know, you have a new general, a new president that comes in. I do, they, they keep calling him the general manager. Everyone keeps calling yeah. him the general manager. He's not. This is the president. You know, Scott. He's doing Harris, all his jobs. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. The president, Scott Harris, comes in. He wasn't going to blow this thing up at first sight. You know, you lose a lot of credibility as a CEO when you come in and you just, the first day on the job, you're on, you're out, you're out, you're out. You just don't do that because you lose credibility. You, you take in what you have. And that's what he has. So I was never expecting, you know, this year to be some, you know, let's go make all the big moves and all that. It was about progress and seeing, you know, who fit in. I think that's what Scott Harris wants to know, who fits. And I think that's what he's taking this year to figure out. And Riley Green and Torkelson were the two that everyone wanted to see. And I think that, I think that it's fair to say that you've seen significant progress on both those guys. And I think that has to be at least a good sign moving forward. It is, and but what Scott Harris has done is changed the infrastructure of the right. team. You look at look at the look at the my all the way up through the minor leagues. The the walk rates are up, the strikeout rates are down, the chase rates are down. That's the message he came in. He said, you know, we're going to dominate the strike zone on both sides, and that's a mission. And it's it's not it's not even close to coming through all the way. Especially he hasn't reached the big league level yet as as much. Although that's improved too. Um, so that's that's what he did. He changed the infrastructure. You know, all these injuries. It boggles the mind because of all the changes he made to the medical and training parts of this organization. The the, the way that the way they do things is a hundred percent different. It's it's all kind of upgraded and modernized and, and taken into all different kinds of things that they didn't even think about before. And the injuries still happen. That's just that's the the name. I mean, that's not that's not a fault of anybody. It's just the nature of the game. People get look around the league. I mean, key players are hurt everywhere. It's not just the Tiger phenomenon. So that's that's just something you you don't you try to deal with it as it comes, but you you can't you can't prevent it completely as every team in the league has shown. So so what Harris has done is he's 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 fortified the infrastructure, get that and get a foundation in place that way, and then start adding the pieces and start getting the players and and when you have when you have the whole foundation from the ground up, then it's that's more 
that's more that, that lasts longer. It's not just to go get a bunch of players to try to win this year. Right. It, it's sustained success. That's what they're going for. This year is going to just it's a transition year. It always was going to be a transition year. It had to be mm-hmm. by the by the nature of, of of bringing him in and changing everything. So we're riding the rapids. So it's going to be there's going to be good months like May. There's going to be crap months like this one. You know, it's just that's the nature of this where this team in this organization is right now. Yeah, it's just you know it's just been so extreme. <laughs> you know, just June has not. But that's that's it though. That's, that's it. Manic. Yeah. It's very manic. Yeah. Yeah, one win in June. Obviously, they lost eleven of twelve uh, going into the four game set with Minnesota. It's funny because you know, <laughs> you know, two weeks ago this series would be considered maybe a big series. You know, no doubt. And no uh, doubt. you know, now I mean, I mean, look, you still sweep it. You get within three and a half games of the Twins. So, but still, four I mean, losses. You get within you get within two losses. There's, there's six losses back. Right. Yeah. This so, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're underselling this series. Yeah. All right. All right, big series. I think we should all hit the road and go to Minnesota and, and enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the beautiful air uh, in in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yeah, maybe don't maybe don't do that unless you have a gas mask. Right. Um, okay. So Rodriguez, uh, you think uh, it's a, obviously got off to a great start for you know just four and four, but wins and losses aren't everything. Two two point one three ERA, uh, fifty hits in sixty seven and two thirds innings, oh nine seven WHIP, just just phenomenal stuff. He had I think one clunker start. But everything else is really good. Um, you think that that you think the move is to move him at the deadline? I don't think they have a choice unless unless they're having some talks with with the extension, I, which I can't see either. Like he's not going to give him a discount. You know what I mean? He gave him a, he signed at a discount rate, really. So unless they can do that, they have to trade him because he's definitely going to opt out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't expect him to come back from this finger injury and not be able to pitch. You know that that changes the, the scenario too. You know, I mean, it, that's a that's a weird injury. The pulley, well, the finger it's thing. It's a it's not one we hear about, so we don't really know. No, it's, it's a climber's injury. Back, you know. Yeah, but, but I'm assuming that he's going to come back and he's going to be who he is. Yeah. Pitch well. They got to trade him because he's going to opt out. He's he's too valuable not to. And then the, the pitcher's market, the price for a guy like him has gone up since he signed the deal with the Tigers. Right. So he so he gets moved. Uh, what are the other pieces you think? What other, if you had to pick two other pieces? Definitely get moved. Who definitely get moved. Definitely get moved. Ninety percent. Oh dear. Um, going to be a couple of those bullpen guys. I feel yeah. like, you know, I mean, they, I mean, I I hope they don't trade Lang, but they they could. They could probably get something for him. And Foley Foley's market is way up as well. Right and and invest would be another guy in that scenario. I don't, you know, I haven't heard Jose Cisneros' name a lot, although he should be in that same category. But I think his age, I don't, I don't know. The teams would want to, you know, maybe make a move for him. But those other the Vest and, and Foley probably, or I'm sorry, Lang and Foley are probably the two that will will get a lot of interest for sure. Yeah. Which leaves the Tigers <laughs> just bereft then at the back end of the bullpen. No well, big deal. Yeah. Um, I'm okay moving moving relievers though. You know, I I think that uh, I think relievers are guys that uh, oftentimes you can sell high on, and um, and can find replacements. Uh, you know, especially if you have a decent president, decent scouting department. Because um, look, I mean, look, this bullpen was really good last year. They lose several key pieces, and you know, we're thinking that the bullpen is going to be awful again, and it's been very good again. You know, you can find the pieces. To replace, I know, I know, but I think you could sell high on some of these guys, and I, I'm okay with that. I think if you can sell high on, it, especially in a year where you're not contending, you sell high. 
Right. Bottom line, if you if you trade your back end of your bullpen, who needs the back end of the bullpen if you're you know if you're 15 games under 500? What's the difference, right? So that guy get it from all that end. But I just think you know Lang Lang Lang's a weapon, man. Mm-hmm. And if when they get good, they're going to want to have a guy like Lang back there. Right. Foley too. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And I know this isn't the year for that. So maybe they can develop another Lang and Foley down the road. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, All-Star game is coming up in a little bit. Who's their All-Star? It's <laughs> <You're laughs> the hardest question of the day. That's, do, they, do they have to have one? Uh, Riley would have been it hands down, I feel like. But I don't know, man. That's a great question. Give it to Miggy last year. Let him be the ceremonial. Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They might bring him anyway. Yeah, yeah. They, they they did last year, right? But, well, they did with yeah, they did last year with and with him and Pujols, and they did that. Him and Pujols. Yeah, they might do that again. Um, so, assuming Miggy is not the guy, who's your all star? It's going to be Lang or Foley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. It would have been Green probably. Um. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been good for him, too. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Miguel Cabrera, the hottest tiger right now. Hey, man, you know, the dude's it's still Miguel Cabrera. It's a 40-year-old version of Miguel Cabrera, but that's still the same dude that's going to go in the Hall of Fame five years after he leaves. That was fun to see that. I was fun. I, I was dying to see him put the, the hockey helm, the hockey bucket on and, mm-hmm. and take a shot. He, hit the, he scored, too. He put it through the net. Did he say? Um, yeah, that was good I for him. Wide left. I thought he missed wide left when I looked at it again. <laughs> no, it went through the net. It went through the net. All right. <laughs> and then he did the Chichi Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, you know, when when I was thinking about Miguel and uh, look, um, you know, it's been a tough year. It's been hard to watch, um, and it's not what any of us wanted to see. Um, but when I expected him to, you know, finally hit a home run, whatever, I thought it'd be one of these you know, lazy fly balls down the right field line or something, you know, uh, to see him hit that ball um, yesterday was, was kind of, it just put a, it just put a smile on my face. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a fan and you know, I I stay away from that stuff, you know, but that looked like the Miguel of old. It was a swing vintage from 2011 and 12 and just murdered a 97 mile an hour fastball to a no doubter pull side. It was just a, it was cool to see. And then he comes up the next time and drills a hundred mile an hour one off the pitcher's leg and, then he had yeah. a cool. I mean, he was only a triple shy of the cycle. I mean, it's uh, it was good to see that just because um, it, you know it's been tough. And you know, I will say this: if there's any saving grace to the Tigers falling out of so-called contention, right? Um, I still didn't argue that they were in contention like a lot of people did, but so-called contention. They were a game out. They were a game under 500. Whatever. If there's a saving grace here, um, they they're not going to have to make any hard decisions about Miguel Cabrera. And I think that that that's going to save a lot of people, a lot of heartache in have, you know, cause they were look, never going to make a hard decision. Know, here's the thing, but Chris, if they were in contention in July, they'd have to make a decision. If he was, they were a, never going to make a hard decision. I, that I, is I, never going to happen. I disagree. They were, had, I, I'm telling you the truth. They were never going to make a decision to dump him because they never they thought were they were going to be in contention because they never no, thought they would not. They were never going to go up to Miguel Cabrera and say, hey, listen, man, we love you. Thanks for everything. But we're DFA in you because we're going to bring up Kerry Carpenter or whoever they were going to no, bring if up. They, from- no, it wouldn't have been for something like that. It would have been if they had, if they were in contention in July and made some moves to acquire some talent. If he had a 500 OPS in July, you're telling me 
that he'd be on that roster if they were in serious contention? One thousand percent. Fans. There'd be some fans. They they don't make decisions based on that. But if you're in contention, they would not they have, have ever. Best for the team. They would not have ever done that ever. I'm telling you right now, he was going to play this season out, retire as a Tiger, come back to the front office if he wants to in whatever capacity he wants to. That's how it's going to all go. And well, that was I think that's how it's going to go now. But here's the thing: so if they were in contention, then so you're saying they wouldn't do that? Then they wouldn't just play him. They wouldn't have played him. They would have said they would have played. They would play him exactly as they're playing him now. Oh, they I would play him against left-handed pitching, and that's how the that was the plan. That's how it was going to go, and that's how it's going to go now. Well, now I think they go on a twenty-game winning streak. That's how it's going to go. I, well, we, we we all know that's not going to happen. Um, I just think I, I just believe that you would be if they were in contention. And again, it was a big hypothetical. But if they were somehow in contention in July, I just think you'd be—you would have been doing a disservice to your fans if that would have been the case. And it's in it's the young man is eight for his last nineteen. Oh, I know he is. June is his month. I know he is now. I know he is. I know. And I and I told you I enjoyed yesterday. And his OPS is over six, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's progress. And look, I hope he goes on a tear like Albert Pujols did last year. I think that would be the best case scenario because I want to remember Miguel Cabrera like I remember him from the best days of Tiger baseball in my lifetime. You know, that stretch there in the in 2010s to 2013s. I, that's how I want to remember him. So I hope he does. Um, but, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, that's fine. If You know, I, I'll take your word for it. I just believe that uh, – I just believe it's an easier situation now that they've fallen off a cliff a little bit in regard to Miguel. And maybe it's, maybe it's easier for him. Maybe it takes a little pressure off him and he can just go and, you know, not worry about anything and just go out there and play. So it's been killing him not to be able to contribute. It's been killing him to play part-time. I'm sure it has. Listen, the guy, the guy's pride is massive and he, and he wants what's best for the organization. And then, and this, if he gets hot in June, man, like he has, like even last year, he got hot. June was his best month the last couple of years as he struggled. So maybe he just keep it going. Although the more he plays, the more you know the, the pain is going to double up on him. So it's a it's like a it's like I can't win. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I, I I you know like I said, you, you lose your fandom in this business. Um, but uh, you know, I mean Miguel Cabrera's prime is going to go down as one of the best you know, individual eras, you know, individual performances in this town, sports history, yeah. you know. There's and, nothing he can do in these next three months that's going to ruin his legacy. I agree with you that. Know, I agree with that. criminal charges, you know. Right. right. I would agree with that. Nothing he, he, he's going to do would tarnish it, but it would, and we talked about this at the beginning of the year, um, I talked about, I know, is that if he if he goes out terribly, it's just going to make me sad. It's not going to tarnish yeah. his legacy. It's going to bum me 100%. out. Bum me out, and yeah, so it's sad. It's sad when he struggles. It well, is, yeah. And so while I, you know, I'm not, you know, like I said, you lose your fandom in this business. It gets sucked out of you, it's sucked out of your soul. Um, yeah, but you don't lose your humanity. Exactly. You, know, you don't you know, lose exactly. your empathy exactly. for exactly. people. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, 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 I will admit, full blown, that I had a smile on my face yesterday when, uh, when Miguel hit the home run, and, uh, uh, and just. It was. It wasn't a cheap home run. That's the best part. It was. A, it was bomb. It was off a ninety-seven mile an hour heater. I mean, he got, got the bat on it. You know, he got around on that pitch. That's a pitch he hasn't really gotten around on this year. And um, and then to follow it up with a couple other hits. I mean, it's uh, 
you know, I hope he goes, I, I just hope he goes on a tear. I just don't want to remember him. I'm not going to remember him this way per se, you know, this bad year, but I just don't want to even, you know, I don't want it to even cross my mind. I just wanted to, I just want it to end better. And hopefully yep. this is a sign that maybe that's going to be the case. So. Yeah. Not wood. Yep. Um, all right. So we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, they got the the four games in Minnesota. Then what, what do we got coming up? I don't know. We come home to play somebody. <laughs> I can't look. I got to be where my feet are, Tony. I, I can't look too far ahead. You know what I mean? Got to win tonight's game and then move forward. That's the way it is. I know they come home. There's a day off after. Uh, All right. Come home, play three, and then Thursday's an off day. That's right. that's what I'm going. Right. You have four against. You have four against Minnesota, and then they come home for three against Kansas City, and then three more against. There you Minnesota go. Before you go on the road to Texas and Colorado. And uh, come home to play the Oakland slash Vegas A's. Um, so, oh boy! Uh, by the way, they're winning ball games. I don't know if you noticed that. No, yeah. the A's are winning. Every, ball games. Everybody, everybody gets their pocket. Everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But it's funny how when theirs came, you know, this whole you know Vegas uh, Oakland thing and the fans doing their doing their silent protests and I love that. The, the, I've never heard of a protest of an owner that the protest is we're going to pack the place and buy tickets. <laughs> I've never heard. We'll show him. By the way, the uh, to the Oakland A's owner's credit, they they, they sold 27,000 tickets and the owners gave the all the money to, to charity um, based off that protest, which I thought was cool. Oh, but they just thought the point of the protest was we'll show him. We'll buy tickets and popcorn and pop and beer. <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of a silent protest. So I think more of my Twitter yeah. followers should try that. Like, yeah, do right. Silent protest. I like that. Most of my Twitter followers wish I would go silent so that we're on the opposite mm-hmm. side there. So. I've, I've gone. I've gone. As this thing has gotten ugly, I've just stopped. Man, I'm not even like, I'm not, I'm just sending out my stories basically. And then I live tweet the games. That's that's really where I'm down to now. Yeah. Keep no, my I- eyes off the, uh, the, the mentions and whatnot. No, I hear you. I'll tell you when, you know, a few months ago when uh, when Twitter was supposed to implode and go away, I was not sad. I was not I sad. was not sad either. <laughs> so unfortunately, here we are still here. Yeah. Now, actually, you can follow Chris on Twitter at C McCoskey. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Paul1984. We will do this again uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, see where the Tigers stand. Um, four games against Minnesota starting tonight. This is a June 15th Tigers Today podcast. That's it. Chris, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. And for now, I hope you have a mask on or something going out in that nasty Minnesota air. Big old World War II gas mask. There you go. All right, we'll catch up soon. That's it for Tigers today. You can catch everything, all the coverage from Chris on on DetroitNews.com. And again, you can follow him on Twitter where he's overly active and willing to to spar with you on Twitter. Check him out there. All right. Chris, talk to you later. See ya.